Uh, we will have some books that will be available for your purchase. But we're doing um, um, Faith and Finances, Give Your Way Out of Your Poverty. And so this week is going to be kickoff. We're going to be doing this for the next quarter or so. And um, I think it's a great opportunity for us to learn. It's almost like, you know, the Dave Ramsey that our church sponsors many times before. Um, and, and this is a company, Crown Ministries. And they've been doing this since the 70s. So Dave Ramsey, he went ahead and copped all their stuff. And, and they, they did. They did. And Dave Ramsey said, he's like Larry Burkett, when he came up with this 10-point program, he was like, it's great. But this is all spiritual, so it teaches us and ministers to us on a giving spirit and also how to work excellence in our finances because all of it belongs to the Lord, but he allowed us to keep 90% to be good stewards, to do what we can for the kingdom. Hallelujah. All right. Uh, let's see. And, oh, Saturday for all of those who are crews. We have Life Family, I mean Life work, Music Workshop. Life Family not trying to take it over. It's Life Workshop. <laughs> and we are still accepting donations for the eggs and candy um, for our egg hunt. So definitely link up with Sister Cheryl or Sister um, Ashley Mason and um, give to that. And if you want to give, just go ahead and put for eggs. We're not just going to buy eggs. We're going to buy candies and all of that. And then also for the Carowinds trip, um, I will give you a date. The date will be about 10 days to 14 days before. And I got to get the dates from the gentleman, but it's $107, uh, which doesn't include the tax yet. And the tickets are on sale online. When you go online, you can see our little, uh, the little link that will take you right to it. But as we prepare to give to the Lord and pray this morning, uh, definitely remember to all of our announcements and definitely take this with you. Sometimes you get discounts when you have this. I know Zaxby's used to do that. Give you a discount when you had your bulletin so you don't have your military ID. But praise the Lord. Lord Jesus, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, we are thankful, Lord, that you have blessed us so much today, Lord, that we want to give back, Lord. Hallelujah. From the riches that we have, Lord. Hallelujah. No matter how much or how little, Lord, we know, Lord, that we all give the same, Lord, and that is from a cheerful heart, Lord. We pray, Lord, today, Lord, that you would just bless us, Lord, and our going out and our coming in and in everything, Lord. Hallelujah. That we have, Lord, all of our talents all of our finances, everything that I open up our home belongs to you. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on up and continue to worship the Lord, but also give unto the Lord. Hallelujah.
uh, I was snoozing and, and he woke me up. So I went in the other room, began to seek him. And until about 2 a.m., uh, I was up. And then, you know, God either wakes me up at midnight or wakes me up sometimes like at 5, any, any 5 o'clockers. Or, or, and, and so one of the two, well, this day, this day, and I didn't have to work the next day, mind you. But this day, uh, he woke me up at midnight, and I stayed up at 2, and then he woke me up again at 5 a.m. And I'm like, okay, God, this is twice. And, and, uh, it, but he started dealing with me in both counts, and it took that morning for him to really break through to me. Has God ever had a breakthrough to you, you know, just kind of like knock you over the head to get something and to understand something? And so what he was impressing on me was this personal journey that he wants me to go on, this personal direction that God desires for me to travel in my life and uh and, and so where do you fit month started and that's where we really reach out and try to make sure everybody knows you belong you fit there's somewhere here at life that you fit in there's something that you're called to do and what i decided to do is this journey that god is taking me on i wanted to reflect it to you as god's taking me on it and the subject that god dealt with me about is this Broad spectrum leadership. Broad spectrum leadership. If you're given a broad spectrum antibiotic, what are they trying to do? They're trying to cover a multitude of infections, right? They're trying to cover a multitude of things. They're not just they're not just zeroing in on one thing, but they're like, okay, it could be this, it could be this, it could be this. So it's almost like a shotgun and just a splatter of antibiotics. And, and that's what I really want to talk about in the leadership because I believe that's where God is wanting us to go is to broad spectrum leadership. So with that, I want to turn to the genesis of leadership, what I believe is the genesis of leadership in modern time. And you find it in this book thousands of years ago. And I believe in Exodus is where we find the genesis of what I would define as modern day leadership. Now, as we begin to look there, and I, first of all, understand we're looking to the Bible for leadership, right? That's, that's the best place we find leadership. And second of all, I want to look at some of the people that were the greatest leaders of all time. And I believe one of those that was the greatest leaders of all time was Moses. And, uh, and how many would agree Moses is one of the greatest leaders of all time? I mean, he took over a million people out of Egypt and led them into the wilderness and ultimately turning over the reins and they made it to the promised land. But he took millions. He saw miracles, signs, and wonders. Red seas were split. It, it, they walked across on dry ground. Armies were drowned that were chasing after them. And, and, and Moses just was this great leader, one of the greatest leaders of all time. But I want to ask you the question. Just because someone is a great leader to a million, does that mean they're a great leader to some? Just because somebody is a great leader to a thousand people, does that mean that they're also a great leader to a few? And the answer is no. And that's what I want to talk about 
in cross-spectrum leadership. I want to talk about how we can make sure we're not missing some of the boxes that we need checked in our life in leadership. Some of the people that are very important to us that need, uh, need our leadership. I looked in the book, David Bernard's book, Spiritual Leadership in the 21st Century, and I'm, I'm taking some, some leadership books and just little excerpts in each lesson. And uh, what I saw here from him was the five traits of an effective leader. Here's the five traits of an effective leader. The first thing is spirituality comes first. You've got to have spirituality. If you don't have spirituality, where are you going to lead? Where are you going to lead if you don't have spirituality? The blind lead the blind. What's going to happen? They, they, chaos. They fall into a ditch. So spirituality, your prayer life, your church life, your, your spirituality is very important. As you lead others, and we are all leaders. Everyone in here is a leader. And as I look at some of the little tykes in here, or one day they will be a leader. So this applies to all. But spirituality needs to be first. The second is, can somebody tell me? Can you Servanthood. Servanthood. We're called to serve, right? We're all called to serve. And then the third one is faithfulness. The fourth one is... How do y'all know that? That's good. y'all. And, and then the fifth one? Discipline. Discipline. So faithfulness is kind of what I want to focus on for just a second. He says faithfulness is more important than ability. To be faithful means to be responsible, dependable, trustworthy, loyal, truthful, and dedicated. People can be trained and can improve in many aspects of leadership. But great ability cannot compensate for unfaithfulness. Leaders are stewards. And it's required in stewards that one be found faithful. They must be faithful stewards of God's word, spirit, people, money, as well as their own call, gifts, time, energy, and resources. Not everyone can be the best in a certain activity, and not everyone will be a high achiever, but everyone, listen to this, everyone can be faithful. In the end, faithfulness is what is most important. In the end, faithfulness is what's most important. I, I agree with Brother Bernard there. And uh, so I want to look into the scripture, Exodus 18, verse 13, if you've got your Bibles. This is what I call the genesis of leadership, the genesis of modern-day leadership. When you got it, let me know. Or if you're watching Steve's Bible. It says, it came to pass on the morrow that Moses sat to judge the people. He's a leader, right? He's been thrust into this position, and now he's doing it. Many of you are going to be thrust into positions in life, and you're just going to be doing it. And uh, he was thrust here, and he stood by the people of Moses morning and evening. But verse 14, and when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people... He said, what is this thing that thou doest to the people? Why are you sitting alone? And all the people stand by thee from morning to evening. And Moses said to his father-in-law, because the people come to me to inquire of God. And when they have a matter, they come to me and I judge between one and another. And I do make them know the statutes of God and the laws. And Moses' father-in-law said to him, the thing that thou doest is not good. 
I'll just go ahead and define what that is. That's a rebuke. We don't like that word, right? That's an ouch. That's an ouch for Moses. Moses has been working his fingers to the bone. He's been working daylight till dark. He's probably suffering from a lack of sleep. He's getting up in the morning. He's working till late at night. He's got a line of people that he's talking to. And he thinks he's doing great. Man, I am just killing it. I am just working. I mean, I am, I am doing everything I can possibly do. I can't take any more on my plate. And here Jethro comes in, an elder to Moses, to give him some advice. And he says, Moses thinks he's doing great, right? Hey, yeah, man, good job. And Jethro says, what you're doing is not good. Now, how do you feel about that? You are working your fingers to the bone. You're working 16-hour shifts, seven days a week. You're just getting, going to bed and getting up and going to bed and getting up. You're doing all this stuff, and somebody comes and tells you you're doing a stinking job. How's that feel? Okay, give me five. Thank you. That makes me feel better. Is that how we respond to it, or would we be sitting there, in, you know, kind of in stewing a little bit in our own self, thinking, "Who is this cat coming in here telling me he's not been working daylight till dark? He didn't see what we what we faced before we crossed the Red Sea. He didn't see that army of Egyptians behind us chasing us. He didn't see me, you know, lift that rod up and or throw that rod down and it turned to a snake and I picked it back up and it turned back into he didn't see all that and he wasn't with us and now from the outside not in my battle from outside my battle he is going to step in and when he steps in he's going to tell me I'm not doing it right he's going to tell me I'm not doing good how many of you would respond well to that How many of you would respond, okay, Jethro, let's make a change. Thank you for telling me I was so wrong. Let's, let's correct. How do we correct this? You know, I, I mean, since I've been doing such a, and, and, but for me, some degree, when God woke me up last week, it's almost like, I felt almost like Jethro was talking to Moses. And I felt like God was speaking to me, saying, you, your leadership you need to make it more broad spectrum. In order for you to go where I want you to go, you're going to have to take the ceiling off of where you're at. Not be satisfied with what you are, but you're going to have to grow yourself in leadership in order to go where I'm taking you. Moses was capped. He couldn't go any further. He couldn't do any more. And he was spending himself. And, and if we look, what was that? Genesis or Exodus 18, if we look in there and, and we look back at verse 2, it says, Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, this is before he goes with him and tells him all this, took Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her back, and her two sons, in which the name of the one was Gershom, and he said, I have been an alien, wait, did I skip a line? Gershom, for I have been an alien in a strange land, and the name of the other, Eleazar, for the for the God of my father said he was my help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife unto Moses into the wilderness 
where he camped in the Mount of God. All right, I want you to grab this. Moses is leading the people of Israel. He is sitting there counseling people from daylight till dark. He's been at this for years now. And they're in the wilderness. They're kind of spinning circles in the wilderness. Think about that. You got Moses, you got a million people, and then all of a sudden here comes his father-in-law, and he just walks in from out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, they, they cross Red Seas, they had miracles happening then, and Jethro just goes out and finds right where he's at. No Red Seas, no nothing. He just walks in and he's got his wife and his children. And he's making a statement. And the statement is, Moses, your leadership is too one-dimensional. It's too narrow. You've got to broaden the scope of your leadership. You've led these millions of these over a million people out. You've done good in that. But you've got to make sure you've got some broad spectrum leadership. Because if you don't, then you're going to have a million people think you're great. But you're going to have a wife that doesn't know who you are. You're going to have children that don't think you're a great leader. Because you haven't been a great leader to them. Because you've been doing way too much when you could have divided out. And then he, he begins to tell him what he needs to do and that he needs to appoint rulers and rulers of hundreds and rulers of fifties and rulers of ten. In other words, Jethro tells Moses, you need to delegate. You need to learn to delegate. Delegation comes with empowerment. You need to empower people to be able to make the decisions that you're making. You need to empower people to be able to sit down with people and counsel with them and and talk with them and, and, and give them advice relative to the word of God and the statutes of God. Moses, you can't do it all. You, if you do it all, then you're going to be a great leader to the ones you're a great leader to. But your wife may not be there. Broad spectrum leadership. Broad spectrum leadership is, yes, you may spend time counseling with someone all day long. And it might cut into your dinner plans on Monday night with your family. But what you've got to do then is you've got to make sure you make that up. You've got to make sure you make that up. So if I do that on Tuesday, then on Wednesday, I need to take my wife out for a date night to make sure she knows she's not left out of my leadership. I need to take my children to... Chuck E. Cheese to make sure they know they still are very important to me because how good would you feel to be a great leader in a million people's eyes but stink in your own family I want to open up my spectrum I want broad spectrum leadership I want to be the leader to my family and to the church and to God that I've and to work that I've been called to be. I want to be good at what I do, but I don't want to miss something that's a major calling. I told them the other night that 
my wife, you got to understand, we cut up. Okay, so don't take this wrong. We cut up. And when we were younger, she used to cut up with my mother. My mother would cut up with her. And she would tell her, now you remember when they'd start to argue back and forth, just cutting up. Now remember, when you get old, I'm the one that decides if you stay home or if you go in the nursing home. So you better be a good leader <laughs> to those people closest to you. They may be the ones that decide one day if you stay home or if you're going in the nursing home. Can I get an amen? Moses, one of the greatest leaders in history who led millions out of bondage towards the promised land, led them through floods and storms, confronted by Pharaoh, and yet here he is rebuked by his father-in-law. He is rebuked by his father-in-law. So a good leader will not only be a good leader, a good leader will know how to take rebuke. A good leader will know how to take rebuke. When somebody... When an elder comes to a good leader and tells them, hey, you're not doing this right. Let, let, let's make some tweaks. Let's make some changes. Now, you got two responses there. One's... <laughs> Nobody responds that way. I mean, that, that, that's a... You know, I can't believe he's going to talk to me if we go home. You're not going to believe what happened at you. At, at work today, I was I was doing everything I needed to do. I've been chill. I've been doing overtime. I've been doing all these things, and they walk in and they tell me I need to adjust how I'm doing my schedule. But a good leader takes notes because here's the deal: Moses was in the heat of the battle. Sometimes when you're in the heat of the battle, you need a viewpoint from outside the heat of the battle. You need somebody that's able to look into your life and your situation that doesn't have any skin in the game, that, you know, none of that matters, and they're able to look and they're able to tell you, you know what, you're not thinking right. You're not doing something right here. Let, 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 let me give you some advice. And if that advice is good and agrees with you, then you need to take that advice and apply that advice. The Bible tells us that we are to have elders in our life. There's safety in a multitude of counsel. And, and, and we need those people in our life. We need spiritual people, wise people in our life that will counsel with us, that will tell us, you know, something's not right. Something doesn't look right. No, that's not the person you need to... I don't, I don't think that person's a good person for you today. <laughs> and, and, talking to one of our singles here. <laughs> but Maxwell said this. And it, it is very good. He said, change your thinking, change your life. However... We can change our thinking and change our life, but first, before we'll ever change anything, we have to realize we have a need for change. If we think we're perfect, if we think we're right, we'll never change. Sometimes we've got to look inwardly 
And we've got to realize there's, I'm not as perfect as I thought I was. I got some things in my life I need to work on. I need to work on me. I need to work on me. And, and Moses was such a great leader and became such a great leader, not just because he led all these out, and, and not just because he knew how to lead a million people across the Red Sea, and he knew how to see the miracles of God, and he did all of those things. But I believe he was a great leader because when he was confronted by Jethro, he received that rebuke and he changed. And when he changed, he changed the entire leadership structure that they had to where he was able then to minister to everyone and become a great leader to them all. Because perhaps, perhaps, perhaps while Joshua was going out and taking care of this hundred or, or this thousand and ministering to them, Moses had the opportunity to take his son out and play pitch for a few minutes. Broad spectrum leadership. Broad spectrum leadership. I want to be that kind of leader. I want to be a broad spectrum leader. Leadership is a major part of life. It's a major part of life. No matter what you're doing, you're leading. You're leading your children. You're leading at work. You're leading at home. Where are some other places you may be leading? Your neighborhood. School. Walmart checkout. Hey, he, he said it. He said it this morning in our meeting. They're going to Carewinds. And, and he stood up and he led. And how he led is this. He said, we had a good reputation at that hotel. And the guy wants to work with him. He said, now me, when I go to a hotel, if I'm staying for a night, I leave five bucks there on the bed. They took good care of me. My place was clean. He said, if I stay there for a week, I'll probably leave a $20 bill or more than one night. And, and, and he said, I'm going to recommend to the people that they should do that. What is that? Leadership. That's leadership, but it's leading from the front. Here, I, not, don't do what I say. Do what I do. And he leads by example. And that's awesome. And that's that's where we need to be, and that's broad-spectrum leadership, and that's how we need to get it. When you feel you've reached your ceiling, and that's who I'm talking to, and that's what I'm talking about this month, the entire month, I want you to join me on the journey. When you feel like you've reached your ceiling, and you feel like there's no more place for you to grow, there's no that, that you're just kind of capped, you're kind of maxed, and you don't feel like you're going to go anywhere else, can I tell you, God's wanting to raise that ceiling. God's wanting to elevate that ceiling so you can go further in his kingdom, so you can do more. God has his hand on your life. God is calling us to deeper places. God is calling us on a further journey. He's wanting to take you on this journey. He's wanting to take me on this journey. But we have to get to the place where this, where we are willing to get back on the potter's wheel. Where we're willing to say, I don't have it all together. I haven't done everything right. I'm not perfect in what I do. But God, here I am. Put me on the potter's wheel. Begin to press. Begin to get me uncomfortable. Begin to mold me. Begin to make me after your will, God. Form me into the person that you're calling me to be in this hour. That's what I want to be. That's what I want to do. I'm not satisfied where I am. 
Lord. Stand with me. Can you lift your hands? Say that with me. Here I am, Lord. Put me back on the potter's wheel. Put me back on the potter's wheel. I know there's more. I know there's more purpose you have for me. I know there's more place you have for me. There's more, there's more things you have for me. But I feel like I've reached the ceiling lately. I feel like I've, I've somewhat reached a cap. But God, you've stepped in here and you've spoken and you've said you're raising the ceiling. You're lifting that ceiling for me, God. So put me on the potter's wheel. Show me where I need work. Speak to me in the spirit. Speak to me in my life, God. I want to be what you've called me to be, Lord. I want to be what you've called me to be. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If there's anybody that wants to raise your ceiling this morning, I want to invite you to come to an altar. Just take a moment here. I want you just to walk down here. God, here I am. I, I, I've not done everything right. I've not been perfect, but here I am, Lord. I want you to. I want you to work in me. I want to put myself on this potter's wheel. Here's a potter's wheel of an altar right now. I want to put myself on a potter's wheel, God, and I want you to begin to form me and mold me and make me after Your will. Lord, I want to be what You've called me to be. I want to do what You've called me to do. God, I know, I know I've got areas that need tweaked. I've got areas that need to be adjusted. I've got areas that need to work. God, here I am. Show me. Show me so I can be a better leader. Show me so I can be a better parent. Show me so I can be a better grandparent than I was a parent. Show me, Lord, so that I can be a better person at work, a better leader at work. Show me so I can be a better leader at school. Oh, Lord. Work on me, God. Take me to that level. Raise that ceiling in my life, God. Help me to go beyond the plateau that I feel like I've been at for some time. Here I am, Lord. Yes, Lord. Give my 
presence of the Lord that's in this place. The Spirit of God is moving throughout here right now. Just reach out to Him. Reach out to Him. God loves you so much. His hands upon your life. He's directing each and every one of us. He's taking on us. He's taking us on a journey, I believe. He's taking us on a journey. And I can't wait to get to the destination of what this next journey is going to take. God, I love you. Just lift up your hands one more time and let's pray. Father, we thank you for your presence, for your direction, for your will, for your purpose. God, I pray that your spirit just moves in this place, touches each and every one of these lives, strengthen us in leadership, strengthen us in our faith, God. Strengthen us in our walk with you, Lord. Speak into our lives. Help us to do self-reflection, God. Help us to be able to notice when we're wearing ourselves out, when we're doing what Moses was doing, God, and, and taking care of a lot and missing a few. God, help us to be more broad-spectrum. Help us to reach out more and further. God, help us to be able to recognize what's right in front of us many times. God, we thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you for being here at church this morning. Shake hands with about five or six people or fist bump or elbow bump or whatever you do. Tell them it's good to see them in the house of the Lord. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name.